0: Welcome to Retro Fanfic Retrospective Retrospective, the podcast where we dredge up our old podcasts and expose it to the cold, harsh light of 2020. And I've got to say, 2020 is looking a lot colder and harsher than 2018 did. Anyway, my name is Amato, and with me are... Tori. And Dom. Dom. It is good to have you on the show. (laughs) It's that special the, guest. It's, it's great <laughs> to be here.
1: You, you guys have a wonderful digital space. I I, I wonder who, who engineers it. it. They do a wonderful job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. This, I, I've got to say, jumping in immediately to comparisons between when we started this show and right now, which is going to be kind of the, the theme of this episode, mm-hmm. we're on Discord. We're recording with this thing Craig bought. Everything about this is much easier than... Especially the way we used to try to do remote recordings. Yeah.
1: Much yes. much
0: fewer chords. <laughs> and it's pretty much been fueled by you setting up, you know, at least all this Discordy stuff.
1: Yeah, until finally realizing that there's this Craig Bot thing which renders all of it obsolete. <laughs> Thankfully.
0: Yeah. I mean that's thanks to Mar, our yeah. our guest for the Sailor Moon forty two hundred episode. Yeah, I think turning because turning us on to it. That-
1: Like, including the episode and what they said and what kind of person they are, and because of this, they're, like, one of my favorite people I've never talked to.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they were super helpful. I mean, when we first started out with all this remote recording stuff, which I don't think any of us could have predicted would last this long, it was a pain in the friggin' butt.
1: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: But now it's smooth sailing, which is why I guess we're just going to keep doing it.
1: Maybe. I was, um, in preparation for this episode, I was re-listening to a bunch of old uh, of our old episodes. And I think there is something to be said about the in-person energy of the table.
0: Yeah, yeah. it was much better.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's something to consider once that option becomes viable again.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, well, part think- of what... Part of what I enjoyed was just getting to hang out with you two regularly. Yeah. For a purpose. (laughs) So,
2: I agree with that. And so, for the point of this episode, as Mm -hmm. we are looking back for our 100th episode on the journey of our podcast, I did notice that we were so much more at ease when we could see each other in person.
0: Mm Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It, it feels like a long time ago. I kind of, it's hard for me to remember the experience of it. But I think all my favorite episodes were definitely from when we were face to face. Yeah. And I think that's a good segue. We're going to be rambling around and circling around on things. Um, I think a fair bit this episode, but uh, we've got some talking points to kind of launch us off as we look back on our hundred, well, actually a lot more than a hundred, but, you know, uh, 100-plus episodes. <laughs> as a first point of discussion, I guess I might as well ask, what are our favorite episodes of the show, and why?
1: Yeah, I'd like to turn this back on you, first off, because we've mentioned before where Tori listens to episodes. I record them, then edit them, and then post them, So and then don't listen to them after that. Do, do you ever... Uh, Uh, spend some time listening to episodes
0: amada i do and not consistently like some episodes i just haven't gotten around to actually listening to as such and others of them i've gone back and re-listened to several times and it just kind of when i was thinking about what made me want to like re-listen to those episodes i'd say like some of my favorites are ones like Episode 48, which is the Smurfs, Brainy's Glasses, <laughs> and episode, what was it for Care Bears? Um, episode 24, Care Bears, Rise and Fall. Mm-hmm. And that's because those were episodes where we as a group got really into discussing like the world <laughs> of Care Bears or the Smurfs and getting on like these, the, kind of trying to hash things out and make sense of things. Mm-hmm. in probably a similar way to the way the fanfic authors were trying to do. And I feel like we kind of got I feel connected to those fanfics because we also kind of got into that mode when we were discussing them.
2: That's a really good point. Um, and tangentially, I really like the Smurfs episode, Brainy's Glasses, we did too, but it was for a different reason. It's the same reason I like the CSI Charlie and the Chocolate Factory crossover we did and the Gargoyles Ghostbusters crossovers because I never thought I would like those or even could have conceptualized, you know, liking a fanfic that treated those weird crossovers or just the Smurfs, which is a weird thing to treat for me as like a serious fanfic. And then I ended up loving them. Um, the Smurfs one was even written by an 11-year-old, and I just remember being like so impressed and in awe of these fiction.
1: <laughs> Not going to lie, I, I did really re-listen to uh, Brainy's Glasses uh, recently, and re-listening, I got re-excited for the idea of writing a Adventures of Young Papa Smurf it's on <laughs> that fanfics canon. <laughs>
0: yeah i know what you mean and (laughs) right it's it's not like i you know particularly attached to those franchises otherwise but like we forged those connections i feel like in the fires of fanfic book club discussion sure um let's see are are there any other favorite episodes that you two have that you want to touch on and i'm talking about episodes of course of the podcast not the fanfic itself which could be a separate point of discussion
1: yeah, that's a hard thing to separate sometimes cuz a lot of it is I'm looking at these episodes and, and I remember yes, I I really enjoyed reading that fanfic, but I don't I don't necessarily think that episode is like is as good, good as the fanfic was. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. And I do
1: remember a, a couple times where the fanfic was particularly not great, but I really enjoyed the discussion of it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like uh think- the first Digimon one, I think, number 5.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That was actually really fun.
1: Yeah. That kind of thing... Mm, not great. That that discussion, though. Chef's kiss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I also... Uh, yeah, I've got to say, your delivery towards the end of... It was a Ruben actually. is like one of my favorite... Um, I don't know. Favorite things that you said in the podcast, to my memory. Well, mm-hmm.
1: I mean... It, you, you want to know the actual truth? I I had a ribbon two hours before recording this, so
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you seemed so like genuinely engaged in what kind of sandwich that was.
1: <laughs> I, it, it's a good sandwich. <laughs> it's important to get a good ribbon. You don't get like too much sauce on it. You get get a little bit. Right. Get too much, and you drown it, and it's just, like it's completely terrible. But yeah,
2: <laughs> it is a good sandwich. So. <laughs>
1: It doesn't and occupy important space in my psyche, I guess.
0: <laughs> this is the window into our process. Likewise, there's a couple episodes where the fanfic was really, really good, and I'm not sure we had much to add to it. Um, yeah. I'm thinking the right. Buffy episode, Phoenix Burning, episode 41. Like, w- we talked through the plot, but mostly we were just like, yeah, and it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. mostly what
1: I remember about it too. Is like that that novel is really great, and I almost want to read it again, but I, it hasn't been long enough where I've forgotten it.
0: Right? No, it, it definitely give it a few more years. But like, yeah. it's definitely on the reread possibilities for sure.
1: But I think we had some good discussion in there about like a, a nature of a physical relationship outside of what, it, what what how it was defined in the TV show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And likewise, I feel like uh, episode 20, which was the Harry Potter, the very secret diaries, mm-hmm. it was also a lot of us just kind of praising the fanfic. Um, but because of the topic and like the kind of heavy nature of the subject matter there, I feel like we also kind of, the discussion also felt worth having.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. There's something important to talk about.
0: Right.
2: That's the kind of interesting part of doing this podcast, and I like that it's stated as like, it's not the good fanfic, it's the good discussions, and those are sometimes prompted by something that has nothing to do with how good the fic is, right? And sometimes, even the fic being not perfect is what creates discussion. I feel like that's something I've learned doing this. Mm Mm-hmm um the one other one that sticks out to me though is uh father's heart because we we recorded it four times <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah special shout out to father's heart
0: <laughs> we were really I dedicated know, right? to getting that that episode done yeah we wanted okay. to talk about that
1: yeah
2: <laughs> this is one of the ones i re-listened and it's unfortunate because amato wasn't in the final recording i think amato was in japan um,
3: uh, the final release. Amato
2: no, discussed d- it with us a couple times.
1: Yeah, I forgot what Amato was doing at the time. But. I don't know.
2: Maybe we made that up. Point being is that I, when I, I listened
1: to that episode, that up. okay. Yeah, I I definitely made that up. I don't know if it was <laughs> any amount of true or not about being in Japan. <laughs> I, th- oh, I think I think I must have
0: ma- been. That would have been about right for me uh, for our family taking our little Japan trip.
1: Okay. So I wasn't that creative then. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you said something about, like, pursuing the fanfic demons. It was it was a good take. The point being is that uh, we had CJ on, and it was CJ's first official recording. Like, first official release recording, but, like, third actual practice with that fanfic. And that discussion ended up being one of the most memorable discussions. Like, CJ's takes are always great. But the fact that she had three episodes to practice, and that we all did, I feel like that episode will always hold a special place in my heart. Like We thought it was cursed, but the final product was, uh, as Don would say, chef's kiss.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think the fact that CJ loosened up by the third or fourth time uh, helped the the talking a bit.
0: And let's see. Spinning off from that, are there any are there any fanfics that we want to kind of give a second shout out to as being memorable, regardless of like the episode or I don't know, particularly sticking with us?
1: I mean, I still follow the Cattails Twitter.
0: <laughs> I think our official Twitter also follows the Cattails Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good because those are good. Uh,
1: listening back to that episode where we talked about, it, uh, besides the audio quality being horrible, I, I really enjoyed how how much we all really loved the polishing silver story <laughs> oh, we, we all just gushed over alfred
0: <laughs> it was good that was one that came up in discussion again later not on episode you you were on dom but when we did um kid dynamo episode 76 the second half we ended up comparing mm-hmm. the latter part of that to polishing silver we were like yeah <laughs> polishing silver did this better
1: yeah, you know, it's a polishing silver story.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> That's our touch right. point, even though Kid Dynamo was written in, like, 1988 or something. Yeah. Well, for me, it
2: was Sailor Moon 4200, because that was, like, one of the only ones I just, like... Well, there were a couple others, but that was the big one I just kept on reading, even though... We didn't know if we were ever
0: going to come back to it. I mean, maybe we should. Let's yeah. invite Mar-back. Let's Let's catch up on it. Try yeah. to put some pressure on the author to keep writing it. Sure.
1: Yeah, I, I also really enjoyed. We talked about it before the the Phoenix Burning episode. Uh, fanfic.
0: Oh, the fanfic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It it felt so complete that story. It was like a, as a package. It,
1: yeah, it was a well written Buffy story. Mm-hmm. Set set in the dark future. It was great.
0: Yeah, like I could. I could imagine, like, slapping Sarah Michelle Gellar's face on it and it being oh. just a paperback, um, you know, published as part of one of the Buffy novel lines, right? Yeah.
1: Except I'm not sure uh-huh. they did, like,
0: alternate reality, like, you know, continuity-type stories like that.
1: Well, it'd bump, bump up against the Faye comics. Right.
0: Faye? Yeah. Um, that sounds right.
1: The, the future Slayer mm. one, they did. Yeah.
0: The- uh, yeah. I-, I read those comics. They weren't as good as Phoenix Burning, but... Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Who's comparing? Who's counting? Except us. Well, how about we uh, switch topics a little bit then? We could do that. Tori, when we were brainstorming stuff to discuss on this very, very special episode, um, you kind of talked about kind of what we've taken from this, this podcasting experience in general or like what has affected us most about the process or about like you know, what we've been doing. You phrased it probably more coherently than I just did.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, basically that, yeah. I was curious about what we've learned about ourselves and our podcasting. And Hmm. the reason I brought that up is because I have had a difficult time listening to myself in this podcast. I realized that when I get nervous, I not only talk too much, but I try to, exp- like, if I'm losing the thread of what I'm trying to explain, and I feel people aren't understanding, I will continue to explain over and over and over. And it goes into a deep, dark pit. And so one thing I've learned is to try to stop myself when I'm doing that. And also that sometimes that's an inevitability, and I have to kind of accept myself
0: in a little bit of my overtalking. Hmm. Well I think you've you've become more conscious of that and I think you definitely have improved from the beginning of the podcast in that sense thank you yeah I was being very
2: deliberate there to not keep going
1: <laughs> I think it's interesting that you point that as something you're trying to work on but listening back to a lot of episodes, especially the ones that took place like over two years ago or something like I'd forgotten what how that discussion went uh, to be in it because like when you're in a discussion, you're you're in your own head, you're constructing stuff. But like listening to some stuff back, I thought you added a lot of interesting points that Amara and I weren't interested in bringing up, but should have been brought up. <laughs> that I think helped a lot in a, in a great deal of discussions.
2: Well, I appreciate that, and maybe the maybe the only thing I needed to learn was self esteem. I don't know, <laughs> but no, I definitely have an over talking habit. But uh, the other thing though is I have a interrupting people habit. It's how I was raised to talk. Was like everyone talks over each other. Doesn't work for a podcast. And we have actually
0: talked about this as a group before. Are we all kind of do that. We all got uh, it. <laughs> Dom least so. I that was a big problem for me too. Or still is, especially with the remote podcasting where, like, I can't see people's, you know, faces or intentions about speaking. Mm-hmm. I,
1: I like to think that I don't do it that much, but objectively listening back to some of the raw stuff, I, I do it more. I, I do it a lot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I I did notice that in listening back, too, is that we we all have improved in that sense. It's just with remote podcasting, I think no one knows when someone else is about to talk. So we've kind of like had the appearance of regression in that sense.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of um, visual cues that we lack trying to figure out where to fit in, uh, how to talk. Good. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you that's for the real lesson. We should just all stop talking. <laughs> we should learn to listen but oh speaking of learning to listen i wanted to say that one of the things that i well well, so not dom tori Mm -hmm. i'm kind of skipping over your how have we what have we learned about ourselves because i try to be as have little self-introspection as possible at all times (laughs) in my life um but i do want to say one thing I've really appreciated about the process of doing this podcast is the incredible graciousness of the authors, and a lot of them I've ended up being able to get in touch with, or in some cases have, like, noticed that we did an episode and then gotten in touch with us. And a lot of them have, like, given their comments about the fanfic or about the episode or about both. Like, Chris Davies has been, like, both times he did an episode with Chris Davies, he, he like, sent you know, kind of notes that were very helpful for the discussion. Um, yeah. I remember, it's not just him, it's a lot of authors. And just in general, I feel like several authors have like, a lot of authors have expressed gratitude for kind of the fundamental way we approach things in this podcast, which makes me really happy because it was my decision to do it this way. Which is to say, like, we we try to discuss these things seriously, like, you know, as a piece of literature. And sometimes they're better and sometimes they're worse pieces of literature. But it, it makes me think of, like, for example, the the Gundam Wing author guy whose name I forget. Uh, what was the name of that story? And Texas Was that the and one? Antexas. Yeah. Texas, yeah. Um, when he found our podcast and got in touch with us and he wrote a kind of blog post about it reacting to it, one of his comments was that when he was writing it, he mostly just got, you know, general feedback, like praise, like, oh, this is great. Keep writing it. We're enjoying it. And that's super nice as an author. But there wasn't anyone sitting down and, like, breaking it down and being like, what character arcs worked? Like, how does this fit <laughs> together as a story, you know, with a with a critical eye? And um, I feel like the Phoenix Burning author, Yahtzee, also kind of appreciated us tackling a work that was kind of important to her at the time as a, you know, work of writing. And just approaching it as a work of writing like any other and it's been hmm. great kind of having that push and pull or like that feedback from the authors themselves in a lot of cases um you know some authors have been a awol like we never got in touch with the guy who wrote rosencrantz and gildenstern are dead um, <laughs> rude <laughs> i'm not sure neil gaiman even acknowledged us on on his twitter feed
2: you know i was almost hoping neil gaiman disappointed he just
0: dropped the ball
2: mm-hmm <laughs>
1: I should have had me on that episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. I should have had Neil Gaiman on that episode.
1: <laughs> oh, that'd be good, yeah.
2: Uh, Roger's the last, and he never reached out to us.
0: Yeah. From beyond the grave. Disappointing. And, and, anyway, I just want to say, I was not expecting to kind of have the positive, heartwarming interactions with as many authors as I did when we started this.
1: Yeah, heartwarming is the right term because like going into this, I, 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 like I I have I have times like a delicate ego. So I, if I had something like this done to one of my works, I think I could have been like shredded. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I projected onto all the, all the authors. And to hear like the positive feedback just is just heartwarming. It's great.
0: I think there were about two authors that we were jerks to and who were maybe not very happy with us. Out of 100 (laughs) plus episodes, I think that's pretty good.
1: It's a pretty good hit, right?
0: (laughs)
2: Yeah. I, I was listening back, you know, to the old episodes, too, and, like, I think for me personally, I used to not pull as many punches. Like, no, sorry, I was... Yeah, I was not pulling as many punches, and then I realized authors might actually be listening, and then I got really apologetic.
3: <laughs> so now <laughs> I try to
2: be a little more like understanding, right? And, and phrase it well. But um, sometimes I feel bad listening back to the old episodes. I'm like, what if the author heard that? They'd be so mad at me. <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> they've all with- been really gracious. <laughs>
1: I kind of have to go the other way. I have to like forget about the author as a person and just look at the work and at in the moment.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but I was re-listening to um, uh, seventy four uh, brothers in arms, the Avatar one, mm-hmm. and I forgot how emotional I, I got <laughs> talking about that one because a- Avatar is one of my w- one of my fandoms, and I got like low key upset with that author throughout the whole thing. You can kind of hear. <laughs>
0: Well, it was bringing back your PTSD from the shipping wars, yes, among other things.
2: <laughs>
1: it was it was projecting a lot of stuff onto them, and which wasn't fair.
3: <laughs> hmm.
2: I wanted to well, mention that I Googled uh, Gundam Wing and a Texas to figure out the author's name, which is Alex Sins, I think C I N Z. Mm-hmm. And under images, the second image is like of our podcast. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. <laughs> it's like the, you know, the screen that you would play the YouTube video.
0: That's great. We can co-opt some of his fame. <laughs> Draw some of those hits. Um, when I was looking back on these episodes, by the way, and thinking back about kind of fan fiction in general, I feel like I can kind of, I've gotten a wider lens on fan fiction as a practice, right? Mm -hmm. than I had before. Because before it was pretty much like, oh, I was super into like the late 90s, early 2000s anime fan fiction scene. So like lots of Ranma and Sailor Moon and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But taking this wider lens, I feel like there's two things that, I don't know, have struck me about it. And part of it is, one thing is the way that thriving fan communities form in places where I would never have thought that they did. Like, for example, when I was, you know, we did a Lois and Clark episode because I was just so blown away by the Lois and Clark fanfic writing community and their kind of perseverance and um, and how well organized and such they are. And I feel like that happens in places where I don't expect and, and series is where I would think they would be easy to find a good fanfic from. It's actually kind of hard because that sort of whole fanfic culture isn't really in place for them i don't know where i'm going with that specifically
1: (laughs) i would say we should get back on topic but rambling is our topic for this episode so
0: yeah and i guess it's just cool encountering some of those communities and like one of the episodes i also really appreciate is um suburban senshi
3: what episode was
0: that um uh, episode 80 where Doc, Dr. Zadium, the, you know, person behind that community came on and talked to us about it. And we just kind of got to chat about one of these crazy little solid communities that have formed in, you know, the flows and eddies of the internet with the person, you know, in that community. And that's one of the things that I want to try to do more of going forward is instead of us kind of Looking at a Xena fanfic and being like, yeah, I guess Xena fandom writes a lot of fanfics, and here's one of them. Try to, like, get people on from that fandom who can kind of have a bit sure. more of an insider's perspective. Not the author of the fanfic, because that might be stranger so much. But just more people from who have perspectives that we don't.
1: Just a, a member of that community, at least.
2: Right. Yeah. And it wasn't even three episodes after that, that we had the John Biles interview. So I I feel like that is such a good point, Amato, that like, you know, I wasn't engaged with any of these fan communities and who was leading them and who was popular, but now I know, you know, these authors by name. And I feel like the importance of community and fan culture is a really big thing.
0: I'd like... I have two follow-ups from that. One is that I feel bad about the John Biles interview, because I had so many technical difficulties beforehand, and for one thing, <laughs> John Biles was very patient, waiting for us to get it somewhat hammered out, and Dom yeah. had to do a whole lot of work to try to get me like functioning at all. But the other thing is that by the time we were done, I was so frazzled and like oh. exhausted, and I did not... I feel like I did not conduct that talk as well as I might have liked with like an author who I enjoy a lot of the writing of. But that happens, right?
1: Well, it, I I've thought objectively it was a good discussion because it was a bit less maybe like as structured as you'd like, but it was a lot more two geeks talking about very esoteric things very excitedly, which is something... I, I don't know about everybody else. It's something I enjoy hearing.
0: <laughs> I guess I also feel bad about it because I ended up like talking about all these points in his fan fiction as if anyone else who was listening had read them, which statistically speaking was probably very unlikely.
1: I mean it was <laughs> it, it did really just sound like someone you wanted to talk to and that, that was great.
3: <laughs> For sure.
2: And that's part of the reason it was a special episode is it was like a very an interview with someone who if you know who this person is and what they've written, you'll be interested. I actually, even though I don't know as much of his work, found the episode super engaging. Oh, yeah, um, me too. <laughs> and I think it's interesting to bring that up because we uh, in making this podcast we've had to do a lot of experiments and
0: I think initially that interview episode was supposed to be something else, right? Um, it was. It was originally going to be us actually reading through the first part of Sailor Moon Z and like what at least one of the other two of you being on it and us actually like discussing a specific fanfic there and it kind of became not that, which is just as well, I think.
3: Yeah, yeah, it
2: is. And that's something maybe we can talk about is like, there's been several points in this podcast where we thought something was going somewhere and became something else and it was still successful, in
0: my opinion. Mm-hmm, yeah, which is why our f- podcast is a raging success that everybody knows.
1: <laughs> well, we've got a couple downloads.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we do okay. Yeah. Um,
2: well, routinely you say a motto that we're not in this for the fans, so. <laughs> right.
0: Uh, but speaking of shouting into the void, that brings up another thing I want to talk about about fan fiction in general. I'd say in almost all these cases, you know, there's that whole community aspect, right? Like someone's writing a fanfic in communication with a fandom. And, like, we've talked about that before and how that's, like, a really, really cool part about fanfic writing. But then occasionally you run into a fanfic that is someone did not really write for part of a community that is just so out of nowhere and yet so impressive. I guess I'm thinking of episode 87, Scooby-Doo. Like, (laughs) Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? And... The author did not write any other Scooby-Doo fanfics. I am almost certain there is not a thriving Scooby-Doo fanfic scene that they were, like, writing towards, and, like, you know, a lot of fans who are, like, eager to, like, read Scooby-Doo historical fanfiction. But but sometimes you run into these stories where it's like the author had a muse, and the muse was not a fan community. It was just they really wanted to write this thing. And I in some ways, I find that even more impressive. Or at least impressive in a different way. I'm really
1: glad we got a second pass at that discussion. I I think that turned out really well.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad I stumbled across it. It was a hard one to find because it's not like there was a a whole lot of Scooby-Doo fanfic wrecks floating out there, you know? I forgot that we recorded that a second time, but (laughs) that was a
2: really well-done fanfiction. It just wasn't very Scooby-Doo. But I think that speaks to, like, kind of the range of work that can be done by fans. It can be as little as, like, oh, these characters are vaguely themselves creating an overtone that helps us view a window into counterculture in the 60s. Or it can be something that's, like, let's rewrite an
0: episode very directly of a show.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And I feel like there's a few other fanfics that have definitely been kind of... Clearly, that sort of author inspiration. I mean, they, I mean, obviously, anyone writing has an inspiration. But like, um, trial by trial by existence, the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon one. Like, they, oh. there's not a lot of D cartoon fanfic out there, to my knowledge. But you know, mm-hmm. that was one of them, and I think they published it as a scene and put it out there. Um, yeah,
1: half of that fanfic was a really great fanfic.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> And I guess even like how would like a night in the lonesome October is an example of that because like Zelazny clearly wrote that because Zelazny really wanted to write it, and that's part of what makes it so enjoyable is like you can really get that vibe.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't imagine Zelazny's editor was pounding the table going like, "Get me more stories about random characters mixing uh, with Cthulhu mythos, <laughs> along with pictures of Spider Man."
0: <laughs> I mean, you know he. There was more amber that could have been written. I think the there's some cliffhangers at the end of that probably would have sold. True.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I always have the curiosity around sci-fi and fantasy writers. Like, what are their editors actually thinking? Hmm. Maybe you should become so a science
0: fiction and fantasy editor and find out. It's not a
2: bad plan, but it's not a good one no. either.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a plan. <laughs> So while we're being self-indulgent, do, do you mind if mm-hmm. I just like read back our top ten most downloaded episodes?
0: Oh, that's interesting. I haven't checked that in a long time. Let's I know do that it. one of them is episode one, the weakest link, the Sailor Moon fanfic, which I have mixed feelings about because it was a it was a good episode, I guess, but it's not the best episode.
1: So this is our statistics from the Podbean uh, website, and I'm not sure exactly how they aggregate and how accurate this is, but going from the least to most, uh, number ten is episode eleventh, uh, Star Trek: The Original Series. This Deadly Innocence.
0: That's well, a really famous story. It kind of makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: but I, I was a bit nervous because like in my hopper of stuff to re listen to, I pulled a lot from the top ten, and I was like worried that that one got listened to so much. Like when we weren't, we weren't, we we're we're not especially Star Trek focused people, but. Listening back to that, I thought it was a really good discussion. So, I'm...
3: Um, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Retroactive pat on the back on that, I guess.
3: <laughs>
2: I mean, I think we have a good enough perspective on Star Trek. I really
0: do. Yeah. I, I, I'm familiar with my Kirk's and my Spock's, at least. Yeah. I, 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 I can, I can s- tell the two apart. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. One has the pointed
2: ears. I think that one's uh, Kirk, right?
0: Spork.
1: Uh, <laughs> Which one is Rocket Man?
2: <laughs> that would be Spork.
1: Okay. Our uh, number nine is episode sixty-two, Power Rangers slash Ghostbusters reality check.
0: That surprises me. I'm not certain why that would be more downloaded than others. Because like, it's such we, a bizarre crossover, right? We we
1: we have other Ghostbuster one that was the Ghostbuster gargles, and we have another one that's just Power Rangers, <laughs> right?
0: Well, I don't know. The author did get in touch with us about that, and of course, was very gracious. Yes. And so, I don't know. Maybe he did a good job, like telling all his friends and family.
2: Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> <Really great job. laughs>
0: putting posters up. Yeah. I, I think that was a good episode too. I mean, I, I I really enjoyed that
1: episode. Listening back, it's. It I feel like it's shady to say like I really enjoyed something that I made, kind of. But
3: <laughs>
1: nah. I, I think if you're making something, you, you have to be a fan of it, right?
2: absolutely i think it's totally in line to appreciate your own work and especially in line when part of your own work is like appreciating someone else's work right
1: (laughs) right it's just appreciation all the way down yeah
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) i feel like for me i just want to put this out there really quick A part of what I like about each episode, and I can't separate it, is how much I like the fanfic I read. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like It's like the love for the fanfic makes the episode better
0: for me.
1: Um, Number eight is episode 20, uh, The Very Secret Diary, Harry Potter.
0: Okay. Uh I'm on board with that.
1: Yes. Um, It's also
0: a famous fanfic. People need to know about it because it's very good. And um, from now on, people should... Just read that instead of Chamber of Secrets, and maybe instead of the entire Harry Potter series.
1: All, all this is true. Fuck Rowling. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, number seven is episode 71, Anna of Green Gables, A Little Romance.
0: That was a really interesting one. Yeah. It was one of the last ones we did live. There were a few more. No, it's not, not, it's not one of the last ones we did live. There were like another... Eight or nine after that, I think.
1: Like four after that, or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a few after that. But yeah, anyway. I was kind of surprised it got as many listens as it as it did, being a um Anna Green Gables. But wasn't was
2: that, wasn't that hmm? what the one you did? Y'all did when I was in Chicago or something. It was one that, sister.
1: Yeah, Amato and I and my older sister Ashley did. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I wasn't there. I don't remember where I was. Well, it could be because um, Anne with an E was kind of big at the time. There was a lot of Anne, like, current Anne TV show fanfic out there, which made it a little bit hard to find the older stuff.
1: Hmm. Well, I- again, I'm just kind of glad that um, the one that actually was on was one of our more downloaded episodes. It, it, <laughs> it kind of feels weird, yeah. like, t- telling your family to come on. And it'd be kind of weirder to say, hey, come on, and, like, it'd it, it, uh, flop.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? And that reminds me, in terms of episodes I like, um, when we had my dad on for fee, that was also a really good, yeah. like, story and discussion. It was, yes. Very much so. That was episode 34, and based on Asimov's robot series, for people who have not listened to every one of our episodes.
1: Yeah. Uh, with the same sort of trepidation, I was really happy to find uh, that... Uh, Joel taking the topic and the conversation really seriously made me happy
0: yeah no he he fit right in with the kind of approach we have here there's
2: yeah there's something interesting about a dynamic you have with a parent right and there's something even more interesting about like you know getting on with a parent of a friend where you're like (laughs) well I have to have respect for this person you know they're someone's father. They're my friend's father. But trying to understand them as an individual, I really appreciated having his perspective, too, because, like, he was around when Asma
0: was coming out with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you yeah. two also have to have respect for me, because I'm someone's father. Just reminding you.
2: Um, I do.
1: Actually. Uh, 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 anyways. <laughs> <laughs> 10, 8, 7...
2: What's hey, next on the list? Raising kids ain't no joke, okay? Anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Number 6 is episode 80, Sailor Moon crossover Suburban Senshi, which is yeah. just yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I mean the whole I think a lot of the Suburban Senshi community listened to that one. Um it, I hopped on their little discussion group, like that the, you know there's like various chat boxes on that website and one of them is just, you know, <laughs> the community one. And the yeah. next couple days I um I hopped on there to see if people were talking about it because I lurk like that sometimes, and they <laughs> were. And someone who I forget his name, but like one of the community members whose name had come up like repeatedly, was like a little bit embarrassed about it, but also <laughs> happy.
1: <laughs> well, the, I'm I'm glad we talked about them because they put a lot of work into all of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people put a lot of work into that. What's number five? Number
1: five is episode eighty-two, Mobile Suit Gundam. Everyone excels at something.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um,
1: Crossover episodes are great.
0: <laughs> I feel kind of bad getting my friends Tom and Nina on to talk about a fanfic that turned out to be pretty not great, but and also the fact that I like know nothing about Mobile Suit Gundam, but I think I was very happy to be able to chat with them about it.
2: Yeah, it was cool <laughs> to have them on, um, especially as experts, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's always nice to have somebody who has a much more successful podcast on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's nice too Yes <laughs> Well I've got another fanfic in line to have them on for Once they get far enough in Gundam I don't know when Char's counterattack is Or if they're already there Actually I should probably check
2: They're yeah, probably
0: yeah. already there Considering when we had them on last Um April there is,
1: a, there is a lot of Gundam so
2: Well I yeah. don't know how, Actually you're right I don't know how often they watch episodes They do it one episode at a time right
0: I think they sometimes do multiple episodes at a time. Okay. Well, then they, they were originally be, doing uh, one episode at a time.
2: Shoot. Yeah. No, it's it's a weird thing to think about.
1: <laughs> uh, number four is episode 54, Harry Potter Stealing Harry.
2: Good oh, story. that was a good fanfic. good fanfic. Yeah, that was one of my favorite episodes we did, too. The, um,
1: pull back the curtain a little bit. That's one of the few fanfics that I kept reading after we recorded the episode.
2: Mm-hmm. Same I here. listen too
1: often that I, um, this was like right before I was doing one of my plays. I think it was South Pacific, and like I had some downtime, so I downloaded uh, the next book of Stealing Harry, and it's still like partially read. <laughs> but it's that and um Cattails are still knocking around my uh my my Google Books.
2: <laughs> you were quite fond of the Cattails.
1: I was. Yeah. I think it was just because in that first episode that they had uh, Catwoman do a one-person show off-Broadway. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, no, it was good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, number three is episode 65, Utna, Ever After.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Uh, well, I was very happy to have Vana and Yasha on for that episode. Yeah, talking and about
1: friends with a more more popular podcast, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they don't technically have a podcast. They, they're frequent guests on Imagine Me and Utna. Mm-hmm. Um but they certainly have the attention of the Utna fan community and they myself were included. so fun oh my they're gosh. super fun yeah yeah I've i love hung talking out with them, to them in person before so i knew it was going to be good
1: y'all talk about Utna a lot
0: yeah i mean like yeah. i don't think i
2: could have anticipated how much they wanted to talk about Utna, but i loved that we just had a lot of fun i felt like i was at a party where everyone wanted to talk about Utna.
0: i'm not sure you can find people who want to talk about utina more than those two yeah like it was my dream
1: (laughs) Uh, again not to like call amato out unnecessarily but like i still think it's funny every time that somebody uh like ask amato like hey you're you're a you're a straight cis person what are you doing in this utina fandom so deep (laughs) yeah it's a good question (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm just r- really you, enamored
1: by it.
2: <laughs> you got to backtrack and think. You know what was the was it John Carp who did the most recent Utina fanfic that we did reread? No, that was uh, Chris Davies. Chris Davies. Okay, sorry, I mix up all the names of
0: the men that we read all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, that's a joke Who wants to pay attention to men on yeah. you know in general, no, but especially I'm the Utina fandom? <laughs>
3: Why
1: would I mean, you have is, do it all the time. Well, why would you do it in your free time, you know?
0: <laughs> well, yeah. in terms of people asking me why the heck I'm deep in the fandom or was, like, watch Imagine Me and Utena because I'm slated to be a guest on their podcast and I'm going to talk about my translations and stuff. And cool. that might very well be before this episode. That episode might very well be released before this episode is, even though we're recording this one early because we're on a okay, bi-weekly okay. schedule right now.
1: So then, when you record that, I want to tell them to listen to to this episode so they can get.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yes, cross pollinate. Yes.
2: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was just going to bring up that we have actually read a lot of authors of Utna fanfic that are cis men. And in relisting to our most recent Utna release, I realized something that I need to be critical about myself with, which is like, of course, men can appreciate Utna for what it is. <laughs> like, of course, men are very aware of the lesbian undertones and can still see the entire construction
0: of gender in it. So now I just wanted to put, put fair- that out there. Talking about the cis menness of authors, Chris Davies, yeah, I'm pretty sure. John Carp, I know nothing about. Right. Yeah. That's fair. Just you know, for the record,
1: right. Number two is our episode number one, Sailor Moon, the weakest link.
0: It could be a worst most listened to episode, I guess. I,
1: it's, like for a long time, I was actually like kind of embarrassed that was one of our most downloaded ones. But in yeah. my re-listen, I, I did this week. I, I thought it, it was actually a really good. I, I think it's a really good example of who we are, what we do, and how we do it. Oh, good. Yeah.
0: I have not re-listened to it for a while because I guess I just assume I will be embarrassed. That's no, how I no, felt it's, too. That's
1: good. Go, go ahead and give it a listen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually, why doesn't everyone just start episode one and re-listen to all of them while you're at it? <laughs> <laughs> it I makes don't know, some sense. Of those
1: audio quality gets kind of bad. I don't know. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, it makes sense that anyone who discovered our podcast would start with the first episode. It's I, I just,
1: think it is. A good example of what we do.
2: Dude, I just feel like we have improved, right?
1: Yeah, but I well, think we were we were kind of uh, smart because, like, all of us are overcautious nerds that overprepare. So we we recorded like five episodes before we did episode one. So it that's does. True. We we did hit the ground running. I think when it comes to recording, we already yeah. had gelled. We knew the formula we were even referencing stuff from previous episodes that don't really exist anymore
0: <laughs> well we released darkness and light I'm glad uh, we the did the wrong uh, story <laughs> I, I, stand think... by, I stand by that choice <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the RFR special episode in between episodes 7 and 8 and it's a pre episode 1 recording Has to I, bite. <laughs> I think I do technically still have a existent audio copy of hers but the sound quality is not good
1: yeah I think it's fine. We let that one rest in its it's zombie existence.
0: Yeah, that's about it. At a certain point, yeah.
2: People aren't missing too much. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: We must let them fade into dust.
1: (laughs) And our number one most downloaded episode as of recording in autumn 2020 is episode 12, Harry Potter, Draco Dormians.
2: Yeah, for sure. That is one of the ones I re-listened to. I thought it was a good episode. I feel self-critical about it, (laughs) but I also feel like, in general, yes. It was a good episode. The fanfic, we treated exactly as I would expect it to be treated. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) And I, I guess a big part of... Us, uh, you know, uh, that was the one that had had been written by Cassandra
0: Clare, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so it's that one of the sense. two because we also did the Very Secret Diaries. Uh, of course, yeah. Uh, so uh, it not makes to be sense. confused with the Very Secret
2: Diary. <laughs> it makes sense, though, that
0: both of those were popular. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a very famous fanfic, which is yeah. why I chose it. Um, I mean, you know, because I, it was supposed to be good, and it was, it was good. Yeah. Probably not going to read the next book for the podcast, but no, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> if people I, yeah. wanted to hear some random people on the internet talk about Draco Dormians, I think they probably walked away satisfied.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: one would hope. So I think it's about time for us to start wrapping up the conversation. Um There's at least one main point of podcast business to check in with all our listeners about, which is that, Dom, as of a few episodes ago, you've sort of moved full time off of a talking role and into a editing and some internet stuff's role. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah,
1: yeah that's correct. Um well, it's, this is really weird talking about it, especially after we've talked about how much, like, like I've enjoyed all the other old episodes and everything else. But the fact is, like, I really enjoyed uh, podcasting, I really enjoyed getting together and talking about these things. But the um, reading assignments from week to week or every couple of weeks uh, m- wasn't sparking joy with me.
0: <laughs> That's
1: fair. Um, yeah, and. I as twenty twenty got more and more twenty twenty, I kinda realized I didn't have the extra uh emotional and mental uh real estate to a uh, company necessarily reading um um fanfiction I I, I I didn't enjoy. And I noticed it when um I read something and I was like, Oh, oh, I actually enjoy reading this and I was like, Oh wait, if this is me actually enjoying something, then what am I feeling the rest of the time? <laughs> and So, I decided to move back to an editor position to to keep supporting the podcast. And, yeah, I'd I'd still be up for talking. I'm just not prepared enough to... I don't know what I'm trying to say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be clear, Tori is not necessarily, and I am definitely not, capable of making this podcast happen on the editing end. Mm -hmm. And so... I'm very grateful to you for, from episode, you know, negative four or whatever, not just doing all of the editing and, you know, learning all the hardware stuff that needed to happen and software stuff that needed to happen. Well, I, I, no, I guess that's what I'm saying. It's like, you had to learn it. You you didn't have a whole lot of experience doing that, but, like, it's because you were willing to tackle all of it and continue to be willing to tackle all of it that we have a podcast to talk about random old fan fiction.
2: Yeah. And, like, uh, from my point of view, what I wanted to say is, like, there is a dynamic between the three of us that we cultivated well, and I've really appreciated, like, Dom's insights, which are unique, and Dom's quips, which are hilarious, (laughs) but we are happy to facilitate what makes everyone happy on our podcast and i'm looking forward to it growing and changing because we are we are at episode 100 and moving on from here we're going to see growth moving forward and it's especially cool that dom will continue on their production and editing side because they have specialized in their skill and become so good at it
0: yeah
1: that's very kind
0: and I'll it's try true. to take that and I'll try to take you leaving the discussion group as a incentive to try to draw more remote guests on and cold call more people, which has borne some fruit already. And I think some good things will come of that too,
1: yeah i I thought about it and it's like, well, maybe I can still podcast and talk even if I hadn't read and you know really pulling the curtain back. there's been more than a few episodes where that was the case, and I don't think that was uh my best time i don't think it, it was the best episodes and i don't think it makes the be- makes for the best product you know
3: mm-hmm.
2: i hear you and what i will say is i think you've been great on this show and i'm so glad we've had you but like you said, if it if it doesn't spark joy and this is a niche that I didn't necessarily think I was gonna get into and then I got way into it. So I appreciate a <laughs> motto for drawing me into something that I've enjoyed. So oh, yeah, we're gonna keep moving forward in a way in which everyone is their happiest. And I think that is yeah. the best possible way to move forward.
1: I've been like reprioritizing some of my time. I've managed to edit and get all the episodes up like way before like the night before which is usually what, what i'd be doing i'd be sunday uh, 11 p.m getting everything edited and put it up and now i feel like i have that breathing space where i can get the editing slate cleared out and also i've been um trying to teach myself how to animate and by extension draw and i've felt freer to uh put more energy towards that and i, I made a bouncing ball and a ball bouncing across <laughs> the screen <laughs>
2: Which, for anyone who doesn't know how to animate, is actually a great feat. <laughs> <laughs> and also, one of the
1: things I've been doing is actually reading for fun now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I know what you mean. I, I do very little of that. I mean, I read fan fiction for fun. It, to some extent, I kind of have... It's more like reading for fun for me, because I'm the one who picks what we're reading. Yeah. But... It takes up most of my possible time that I could be reading what with having small children and stuff. Well, that's not true. I read a whole lot of, um, you know, frozen storybooks and um, <laughs> a little bit of uh, – what, what's his name? Richard Scarry recently? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but besides and
3: used
1: that. To be, yeah, it used to be where it's like if I have time to read, then, oh, I, I have to be or I should be reading this. And once I allowed myself to take a break uh, a few episodes ago, I – actually went back and read some of the halo books <laughs> uh for people who aren't aware in the halo series there's a whole series of books that came out and i was a huge halo fan at the time and i just recently watched a youtube video where somebody read through all of the books and talked about it and they mentioned like this uh trilogy the kilo 5 trilogy that apparently was published right after i stopped reading so I was at the spot where like I I already knew all the book continuity I just needed to pick up and read them and if if anybody's even half interested in Halo read the Halo 5 uh, trilogy (laughs) they they are amazing Uh, they talk about everything that well because like there's a lot of weird moral problems with like the Halo uh, setup and they talk about it wonderfully and they talk about trauma in a in an interesting way and I cried and it was good
2: (laughs) nice Mm. And now, another thing too that hopefully Dom and I will be moving forward with is our animation podcast, which we've had a couple releases on the feed about kind of special yeah. episodes. Um, I personally, I'm dealing with a tragedy in the family, so this might delay. Some of that, but we're hoping that in the near future we'll be able to start talking about animation. Like with Don's interest in animation and my background in cartooning, I think it's going to be a great time.
1: Because with me, watching cartoons is something I'm, I'd, I'd be doing, anyways, and adding a direction <laughs> to that would make me happy. <laughs> and again, being nerds that over prepare, we, yeah, as you can hear on the feed, we, we uh, Tori and I tried it a couple times. Uh, we've done a few other ones that we, we've recorded and not released <laughs> and like, Oh, I didn't like, know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And, uh, I, I've like figured out a structure, which to be honest, I, I cribbed from, an, from a, another animation podcast that's dead now, but where we'll <laughs> talk about, uh, news in the industry and I have a feed set up and I've been poking, po- poking through that and like writing up a dossier. Like I had a moment the other day where I wrote up, um, L- read a bunch of animation articles, and then like wrote them up in a in a dossier, and I was like, that was a lot of weird homework, like busy work, but I had fun doing it. So, and yeah, we, well, little- to, we were talking about trying to launch it before, but then like the smoke happened and drained all my energy, and
0: <laughs> and and there's yeah and,
1: yeah when that launches, it'll be fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, I look forward to seeing your business uh, plan. Oh, whatever.
1: <laughs> oh okay decide whether uh, i want right to invest
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no yeah i i'm looking forward to hearing more of what you two have to say about cartoons too because yeah you you both definitely have that interest and energy in talking about it
1: <laughs> and yeah amada if you weren't uh always h- ultra busy i might try to bend your arm this the same way to get you on it but
0: <laughs> i know you're I mean, barely holding yes. yourself together
1: as it is yeah
0: yeah My problem is mostly, like, time to watch a thing. Exactly. And so maybe Uh if it's a shorter thing to watch. Yeah. (laughs) Or if you're talking about Frozen 2, which I've seen three times in the last month, two months, maybe.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, as the kids get older, maybe it'll be easier to watch the
0: cartoons with them. Yeah, that's true.
1: When are you going to show them all of (laughs) (laughs) She-Ra?
0: I mean, I haven't seen all of She-Ra yet. (laughs) <laughs> or any of Shira, ra um, It's going to have to be a few years. They, they're still not big fans of, you know, conflict in their shows, or media, mostly. It, and it does limit the availability of cartoons. Very limited yeah. conflicts.
1: Yeah, and so that'll be the, the format moving on. It'll be Amato and Tori and other people that get roped in <laughs> talking mm-hmm. about it. Uh, all because we're all recording remotely, we might switch to like recording in person once that becomes available. And like, I I might still be in the room for that when that happens. We'll see. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Imagine yeah, well, all of us being in the same room together. I that I can't like at, at this point. I dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's just <been laughs> too long.
1: It's just me and the Legolas poster. <laughs>
2: yeah. How's the Legolas poster doing, by the way? Still
1: staring at something far with their elf eyes. I don't know. <laughs> Mm.
0: So holding it.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. So that's the situation with the podcast. We are moving onward and upward and hopefully out of 2020 uh, to better things than 2020, like the cold, harsh light of 2021. and we'll all be hopefully doing it in a way that we can most enjoy and fits well into our life. By the way, you know what we haven't talked about like on the podcast at all. I just remembered the fact that mm. Tori, you draw so many illustrations for us, to illustrate our episodes. Oh, right? Like, it, it, it barely comes up in our conversations, and it really should because like I appreciate it. It makes it really cool, and it's it's actually kind of very unusual for a podcast to have different images. So thanks again for that, Tori.
1: Yeah, just how amazing it is that we have, like, bespoke art on some of the episodes. <laughs>
2: Thanks. Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have been kind of using it as a vehicle to explore digital art for the first time in my life, which is a steeper learning curve than I honestly expected. So, like, it's it's like a, a good practice for me to learn about digital art techniques But I also, you know, I enjoy having that practice, and I enjoy getting to learn, and I also enjoy having that, you know, that schedule. That being said, I'm taking a little break from the illustrations because, as I mentioned, I'm dealing with, like, a personal tragedy, and it's really affecting, and it's very demanding. But I've really enjoyed doing the art for the podcast. It's like every day I learn a little bit more and it's also kind of fun just to be like how should i illustrate this other artist's work basically like someone created a fan work and now i'm illustrating that fan work another layer of extrapolation it's been a really enjoyable experience
1: i was going to say every so often like the moments you pick to illustrate are are amazing (laughs) (laughs) thank you
0: One of the really early ones, which was the Spider-Man 2 one, always makes me laugh thinking about it. And I mean, it's just an illustration straight from the story, but I don't know, Peter Parker looks so pleased to be eating that pie in that picture. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: it was one of my goals, you know,
0: to like, because my digital
2: art skills aren't on par with what I consider to be like representative of my work, right? But just to make things as like fun and silly as possible.
1: Yeah, for uh, people who may not be aware, you can when there when there is a new art release, you can follow it on our uh, Instagram account.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just a special shout out to the picture of um, the Red Ranger holding up a hanky because they're crying through their visor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's also pretty good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, there was something I wanted to talk about. I kind of forgot. Hmm. What's that? well i i feel a little weird because like listening back to it i don't know what kind of it's just i i never really talked about like my trans identity in the show oh yeah yeah and i don't know if i should have like mentioned that at some point or brought that up because like i feel like like personally i'm thinking like it's nobody's business everybody fucks off who cares <laughs> Like well, if you're li- listening, then it would give some context to uh, what's being said in w- w- some of the discussions. And I feel like that might have done, done the listener some disservice.
2: I don't but agree like, with that. I mean, like, we all, like, I don't know if I ever, well, I think there's certain points I spoke specifically as, like, a gay or a trans person, but, like, I think it's pretty implied that if you use they, them pronouns, like, that you're... A non-binary person that you're speaking
0: from that experience, you know? That's not always obvious to a casual listener, especially when we're talking to each other directly.
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure we're in a place where that is obvious to a population at large.
2: That might not be true,
0: I don't know. Well, I've... Hmm, I don't know. I've never noticed that being a, like, barrier to, like, context, but then again, I have that context, so I wouldn't notice that necessarily.
1: Yeah. And, like, listening to some of the discussions, like, it might sound like two cis men ganging up on somebody sometimes, <laughs> which is not the impression I—well, w- which wasn't true, and also not the impression that should be given off.
0: I mean, we could—we could do pronouns when we introduce our names
2: at the start. Well, that's the thing, is the pronouns are there for anyone who's listening, but you have a good point. Like, I don't know what cis people think and if they're just not <laughs> paying attention— that's entirely possible.
1: Yeah, I, I forget about it sometimes.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's entirely possible. But, like, I, I can't imagine we haven't at some point spoken to your, like, identity or experience. I know, like, maybe you... No, I, I don't know. I, I think Dom's
0: right. I'm not sure we have. Yeah, I think yeah. i have being pretty private about it.
2: Yeah. I understand, yeah. It's just, I think, for me, I mean, there might have been times where I spoke about it and then, like was like, oh, yeah, like, speaking from, you know, like a non-binary sp- perspective, what do you think, Dom? But I agree that might not be enough of a, a clue. Um, yeah, I've, I don't I've know. Had, like, If it's something you want to talk about, right, you should talk about it. It's well,
1: not I'm, necessary. I'm trying to f- figure out how I should, because, like, presentation has never been my thing in any, any way. <laughs> so just trying to, like, m- make it trying to be aware aware of it is a new experience for me.
2: Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like, I've, no. I've redone my Twitter uh, profile a couple times. <laughs> right. Like, how much information is too much and how much is too little, you know?
2: You know, I get that. It's just, like, I feel like anybody who's paying attention to <laughs> the fact that you only, gave, like, if they're, like, uh, here's my point. It's like, if somebody is ignorant enough not to pay attention, then, like,
0: that's not for them anyway. You You also seem to be imagining listeners who listen to every episode, who do exist, but, you know. like,
2: anybody who pays attention to pronouns is going to notice Dom's pronouns.
0: I
1: I don't know. I've had some conversations where, like, I've had, like, been talking neutral pronouns, and the people... Uh, listening have decided their own pronouns for different people and things like in spite of the evidence before them
3: that happens all the
0: time with the kids where like you know if one of them's wearing pink and and we'll say like oh no his name is rowan and they'll they'll just like register the his or you know whatever
2: that's kind of my point is that that's cis people who are assuming people's pronouns like if somebody has any awareness if they're a trans person or any awareness of trans people in their life, they're going to notice if they don't, then they're going to be oblivious. Right.
1: I think I'm, I agree, but I think why it would be a thing I would do, would be to, um, to, I I guess, signal to other non-binary and trans people as like, because when when I'm listening to somebody, this is something, and I hear that somebody's non-binary, non-binary or trans, I, I, I feel encouraged and like perk up to it. And I feel like I've been, denying some of that possibility you know
2: i guess that was my point though is that a non-binary trans person would be paying attention up to your pronouns so that would realize it whereas a cis person might not
3: but <laughs> yeah i,
0: I'm I not totally sure was, get where you're coming
2: from
1: i'm not sure we was blatant with it as we could have been is my overthinking yeah, worry
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i i understand huh. i think it's also kind of too late to do anything about that so in that sense you shouldn't worry about it
1: yeah, uh, it's you know. something for me to think about moving forward. I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, and,
2: that's fair. But I yeah. still kind of stand by my point.
3: Yeah. <laughs> hmm.
0: I think I'm going to wrap things up for today. That was a good transition, right? Well, thanks for chatting about our the olden days and the more recent days and the todays with me today on this episode.
1: You feel so was to talk episode... about yourself so much.
3: Ugh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was episode 100 of Retro Fanfic Retrospective, Retro Fanfic Retrospective Retrospective, where we discussed Retro Fanfic Retrospective by Dom, Tori, and Amato. Um, you can find it online at our website, which is retrofanficretrospective.podbean.com or bit.ly retrofanfic the intro song for the podcast is the weekly fair off of the album "Poppy's incredible adventure by komiku who probably does not know we exist the outro song is run against the universe from the same album and you can find that album and other works by komiku at loyaltyfreakmusic.com our editor is dom davis Woo! yeah that's a shout out
1: Woo, they're, they're super cool Woo.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the <queen. laughs> If you have questions, comments, or thoughts about the episode, you can contact us on... Or or about the podcast, you know. Uh, You can contact us on Twitter at RetroFanfic, or Facebook at RetroFanfic, or Instagram at RetroFanfic, or Reddit at Fanfic Retrospective, except I don't check that much these days. Or you can send us an email at RetroFanficRetrospective at gmail.com. I do check that one a lot. And you can also leave comments or reviews on Apple Podcasts in particular, or whatever other service that you use. And all of those would be greatly appreciated. I'm Amato. I'm Tori. I'm Dom. We're just three Earth Lifeforms trying to be extra nice to each other on this day of remembrance. <laughs> Until next time, take care.
1: <laughs> yeah, again sorry for creating the name and just dumping podcasts on you guys. <laughs>
0: hey, you so know my responsibility.
2: What? I don't consider it dumping if you've hung around for hundred episodes.
0: Okay. That's good. We don't need any moonlights carrying messages of love.
1: Yes, sure. fuck that. We got a. Yeah, I got my punishment.
2: imitation of Japanese yeah. words that I don't actually know. And it's probably bad. It fits.
0: That's how we all learned Cruel Angel's thesis. Oh,
3: my actual sure, favorite yeah. thing was complete lack of fan Japanese. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>